Wyatt and Jason over here at the MassCast, Agents of Mask. We want to welcome you all. This is a very impromptu, so I'm sure there may be one or two stragglers watching us. And we appreciate it if you are. If you're not, you're catching us on YouTube as a, a retake. That's, that's awesome. That's quite all right. But uh, we wanted to make sure we captured this uh, moment, so to speak, uh, reliving, uh, uh, reflecting on... RetroCon 2015, he and I had a just a, a awesome adventure. Really, is what it was. Two and a half it hours was. drive one way, uh, but it was it was well well worth the, the journey. So we're gonna kind of do a quick quick synopsis of what's going on. We're gonna kind of go over the first impressions of what we saw of RetroCon before we basically met up with everybody. Then uh, talk about like a little synopsis of RetroCon, so to speak. Then uh, we'll go into talking to Doug and also Bill, finally actually seeing him in person instead of virtually. Yes. Uh, we'll go into our panel, the awesome experience that was. Uh, then we'll kind of transition from primarily mask and go into, I'll call it a pseudo art, we discovered the 80s moment, we'll do a, a walk around, uh, reliving all of our nostalgia. It's hard to say, we call it nostalgia. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, then we'll, we'll talk about how we talked with the uh, voice actors, other voice actors that were in in the show. Uh, and then finally, we'll talk about our uh, so-called booty acquisition. Uh, <laughs> no, it's clean. Pi Pirates booty. That's the right word. That that kind of booty. But as you can see, you have us in the same location. Uh, this is the twice twice that this has actually happened to us. I know. Yeah, I was still trying to think of that. This is how cool is this that we're doing a hangout and we're side by side for once and not going back and forth between screens. But I know we had done it at least that one other time when you were down. Right. And uh, of course, now we're together again for our mass cast. Right. And this time cool. you can actually see us, whereas the last time we were just doing the Skype kind of bit. Right. Uh, right. And it was hilarious because. Uh, uh, at that time, we were literally on two different little desks or tables, uh, back to back, <laughs> yeah. literally, uh, and we were literally Skyping in the house so he could record it onto Pamela, that's the program we were using at the time, so it's hilarious that we were doing everything virtually, but we're back to back. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it wasn't really like being in the same room, it really wasn't. No. But uh, I just want to, uh, before we start to thank Tony. And his wife Rosemary that um, put together RetroCon and uh, giving us the press badges, which was really cool. And uh, <laughs> I've got mine here somewhere, but I I just wanted to give a a quick thank you to them, uh, setting up the panel, inviting us, and it was just really a, a time kind of moment, uh, at least for me. Uh, at least that's what I used to sell to my wife to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to get the plane ticket to come up and and spend the weekend, so I owe her big time too. But so thank you to her. I think you said chocolate, didn't she? Chocolate will definitely be involved. Yes, to uh, to get back to the even even sides. But uh, big thanks to Tony 
and uh it, it was just a fun experience and one we won't soon forget so appreciate that but yeah well let's just talk about um kind of our first impressions we it was about a what two hour drive for us about a two and a half hour drive um primarily highway interstate where we kind of got the last four uh four-ish minutes of uh what we would call backcountry roads from where we grew up. Not, it was a little more populated than where we're from. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't back roads by any means, but um, so it was a fun drive, and you know we were kind of talking back and forth. What's it going to be like? Uh, you know, are we going to get a chance to hang out with Doug a little bit before and after the panel? Right. And we were trying to set up our plans. Well, uh, let's try to get through you know uh, all the tables and stuff first get some pictures, get some uh, pictures of the cosplayers. And um, it didn't, I don't think we even got through half of it. Well, we got there a little bit later than when it opened. We wanted to get there right at nine o'clock, but I think we were there about nine thirty. Right. But we, before we even walked in, we were taking pictures. Uh, the, uh, I think it was the New Jersey ghostbusters that were outside. Right. They were outside. And uh, so we got a couple shots of their uh, Ecto one a that was, orange and white i thought that was interesting yeah and then um there was a, a car that had a awesome star wars uh design on it We've got some pictures of that um, but, so we were taking pictures before we even walked uh, our right. first foot inside uh was it hall or uh, hall c or uh expo c I think. yeah the building where they were having that so that was really cool to before we even got in the door we were we were getting pumped up so oh yeah and i i had to aid that because we're all obviously 80s buffs we have a little bit of early 90s uh as we were teens at, during that era uh like i think i did uh, uh what's his name cochran with life is a highway yeah. <laughs> and, and um oh, i'm trying to think the guy uh, um pop goes the weasel uh, but the rest third base, base yeah. yeah. So the rest of it was all primarily <laughs> '80s. We had a couple of those ones, but we were just—I I made sure that was on the playlist in the car while we're shooting up the highway to kind of. Uh, not that we're old relics and we far from forget our past, but it was like let, let's get ourselves pumped up for this. I even threw in the mask extended version <laughs> and the one, um, uh, the one uh, MIDI version remix that, that yeah. remix that we. Had come across some time ago but uh, it was uh man we were psyched already i think just because we we're going to see doug and then we just like like jason said we just saw uh, ecto one and it was like oh this is it's starting. on baby it's going it's on <laughs> and, uh, we were we were uh we had to stand out for ourselves we had to try to do our own standout so right behind us you see one of the t-shirts that we wore we both wore yeah. the same type um each of us had our 80s belt buckles. Uh, he had, I think, Ghostbusters. Actually, I did not wear a belt. So You didn't? Nope, I didn't I'm wear it. I, didn't I brought it. I didn't look too low anyway. but, um, but <laughs> Only when I'm wearing the jeans, not with the shorts. I usually don't wear a belt. But, but I was wearing my Thundercats emblem. Um, that somebody pointed out on Facebook. Yeah, I. <laughs> no one really pointed it out. I really didn't care. It's subdued, so you wouldn't see it unless you're like, Oh. It's it's all the same. Right. And ilk. if you're like my dad, it's not Thundercats, it's the Nittany Lions. He <laughs> pointed that out. He goes, Ice, I like the Nittany Lions. I'm like, oh. We were in Pennsylvania, so it was That's close. It. it was close, but I was like, different <laughs> meaning, Dad. You won't get it, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, no, it was 
first impressions. I mean, we walked in uh, once we got through the the table, they right away had names for us. They had press badges for us, which was awesome. And then we just walked in, and uh, there's a woman greeting us. Welcome to RetroCon. Enjoy your stay. Like, <laughs> that was awesome, actually. Yeah, uh, I went back out a couple times, and she did it every time I came in. And yeah, good honor. Uh, she was, and she, it was a fresh. She was luck. dedicated. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like welcome to RetroCon. Yeah, it wasn't like, like a Walmart greeter. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most of them were like. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was great, and you just just I won't say wall to wall, but pretty dang close to, of anything retro. I would call it 75, 80% 80s, maybe more. I would call it overwhelming. Um, <laughs> well, I'm talking about the, 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 the what yeah. the vendors had. There's a lot of tables, vendors there. I would say probably 75% vintage, and the rest was modern modern retro. I guess you, what you would call it. Like well, we would the, call it the 90s, some 2000-ish. Well, and then there's like the newer Star Wars stuff they had, right. obviously, and then like uh, G.I. Joe, Creo, which just came out in the past couple of years, but it's based on all the original characters. So there's a lot of that kind of in-between stuff. But there was a lot of vintage stuff. I, I could have spent easily spent $1,000 in there in like just one pass <laughs> down one aisle. Uh, somebody had a uh, USS flag from G.I. Joe. I, I had not seen one in a long, long time that was you know out of the box and all set up and uh i can't remember what the price tag was on that like 650 650 and, and it was like 99 percent complete he right, said so right uh just seeing stuff like that that you don't see every day even though it's way out of your you know price range or whatever was really cool um right. the right collector i'm sure is well worth the money uh, but it was uh, i mean <laughs> right, a higher right. price for us but it was there's still I had never seen one in person and I saw it. I realized it was large. I figured it was a fairly a decent size, but seeing it in person, I'm going, holy, there's no <laughs> way I'd be able to unfold it all because without mom saying something, you know, right. Right. Um, let alone my <laughs> wife let me have one. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was so, yeah, they had, uh, uh different artists, uh, we actually found uh, the artist that did those kind of characters, caricatures of uh, Mask and Venom uh, that I believe was on DeviantArt. Uh, he was there, so that was pretty cool. Uh, they some had authors there. Yeah, there's a, a few authors, uh, books on uh, the history of Back to the Future and Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, I can't remember the, the guy's name. Uh, there was a whole booth that was just set up. These are really cool. It was marquees from arcade machines. Yes, those were awesome. And they, I don't know if it was from a scrap machine or whatever, but they took the, they were vintage and they built a box around it and a lighted uh, back. Yes. So it was like, uh, it's like the arcade. Light. Yeah, it was like backlit. And yeah, it was just like being an arcade. And there's a whole wall of them. And there was easily half a dozen that I wanted to take home oh, with yeah. me. Uh, Contra and Miss Pac-Man and, you know, all of Spy the Hunter. Right. All the classics were there. Uh, those were very cool. Um, speaking so, of the games, they actually had, I think, only four. They had a couple arcade games set up. They even had a... They did. play it. Miss Pac-Man was back there. Yeah, and, and then they had a, a whole, I think it was actually two or three tables. Yeah. Of all the 
old retro arcade that you would have, you and I would have. The home consoles, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So they had Atari, Nintendo, Super Nintendo. They had the Sega Genesis. I think they had something else. NES, yeah, the, the original NES, and uh, I don't know the if they had one of the computers set up or something like that, but it? it could have been. It was really cool. So oh, yeah. I saw I saw kids, small kids uh, over there playing, which was really neat to yeah. see. Um, cause obviously I wanted to jump on and, you know, play some super Mario brothers. Today's the 30th anniversary of super Mario brothers. So there you go, get your game on. yeah, you know, it's, uh, that, that was really cool. Uh, and then in the very back is where they had uh kit. They had a uh, notchback kid, kid is what they called them. And then the thrill of a lifetime for me, I finally got to meet the DeLorean time machine up close and personal personal and uh got to sit inside uh the the flux capacitor was flexing <laughs> we we both got pictures and we did the the whole marty uh yeah sunglasses up looking at the watch you know pose uh right next to that was the bill and ted's uh telephone booth we did a little air guitar air guitar in front of that uh and then the back wall was all the the voice actors. And then there was one corner that was all Ghostbusters. And actually, it was two entities. It was uh, yes. Philadelphia Ghostbusters married with, I uh, guess, the New York City or New York. Or New Jersey, City. I New think, York, was New there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters. And they just kind of came as one collaboration there. It was really cool. They had a little area set up for the kids exactly. to do, like, these little experiments with slime. and. They even showed uh, that they had a big, huge poster up there, how it's made. Yeah, which was really cool. And they had all the gadgets laid out there—the trap and the PKE meter—and they even had the uh, the the NES set up for the the Statue of Liberty. I I thought that was really cool. So they had the detail. I'll give them that. They had the authentic detail, and they were. um, Now I don't have a snapshot, and it's been a couple years since I've seen uh, Ghostbusters two. But we're talking about that that huge, the old huge Nintendo. Yeah, play. they had a circuit card peeking out on the top, and I think a little there was one a little bit on the side there, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was probably screen accurate without seeing it. Uh, you know, a photograph of it next to me going, "No, that chip's in the wrong slot." Uh, <laughs> I I would say it's probably pretty dang close. Yeah, for the for the common Ghostbusters fan, it was very cool, right. and uh, nobody would <laughs> give them any crap about it. That's no. for sure, but. And on the back wall, this, let's run down the voice actors that yeah. were there. We had uh, Michael Bell, and we had uh, Larry Kenny, and John Mashita Jr., the fast talker, and of course Doug. Was there one more? Uh, uh, yes. McConaughey. I think it's Michael. Michael I think there are two Michael, yeah, two Michaels there. So we, we even said, uh, I guess he sat next to Doug on the plane, and I kept saying, "Matthew." I'm thinking, of course, typical actor. We know it's Michael. Michael. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, they had uh, those guys there, and uh, the author was back there with them. And then, uh, actually, before we even went back to see Doug, we finally ran into Bill Ferris from. MattTracker.com got to meet him and his wife, right. and we were all huddled there around the uh, the DeLorean. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were. Uh, it was really good to meet Bill in person for the first time, and uh, he hung out. We pretty much hung out for yeah, a while there. 
before the panel and uh, we went over and Doug showed up. Um, I think it was him and the two mics that flew over together. Yes. Yes. Uh, from LA. So that was really cool that they took the time to do that and, uh, and kind of traveled together. I'm sure there was some awesome stories told on the trip I, over. I wish I would have heard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, we got a few uh, at the panel, but uh, anyway, I kind of felt sort of like we were his manager, even though I'm sure it was a whole different other venue. <laughs> Bodyguards, more like it. Yeah, uh, we were. But we we showed up, and of course we had um, we had these. If I can get a good shot here, we had these uh, posters made up. Jason actually did all the artwork for it, just for just for Doug to be able to sign something because we didn't know if right. we'd bring any, anything or not, and most of the guys actually didn't bring. Uh, anything so they were just there for uh, people to sign and uh, like here you go uh, let's, let's help you set up and so forth can i get you anything you know yeah uh, i even periodically would jump out i missed a freaking opportunity we'll get into that but <laughs> i missed an opportunity to kind of go back and check on him to see if you know water or whatever food whatever <laughs> uh we just chit chatted um but it was it you was missed awesome. the trivia it, yeah and we, we we didn't even uh uh, I mean, we're just fans. Nothing more than just fans, except that we have a little website and a little podcast. But we're not—we're not anybody above that. It was hilarious, though, because I, I had to step back and say, "We're just sitting here acting like managers, good friends. It's like we've <laughs> known that Doug for thirty years or something. Well, we have. But I mean, personally, right, and, right. Uh, we just—we kind of kept coming back to him. <laughs> yeah, and he was real cool about it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was worried about we were. Uh, taking time away from other people. And there was right. a couple of times where I'm like, all right, let's, uh, let's Back step on. aside and <laughs> let some other people talk to Doug. Cause, uh, I didn't want to overwhelm him, but he was really cool. Yeah. We supplied those prints, um, for him to sign. And then these were the flyers that I made, uh, basically trying to connect everybody to the mass community. And then on the inside, of course, are the three <laughs> well, you, we'll going backwards here with the camera, but, uh, Three of the, uh, I guess, most active uh, mask websites out there, of course, us. And then we got uh, Matt Tracker and Boulder Hill in the middle there, boulderhill.net. And then on the back, I had the, a little blurb about that um, We Want Mask site that Bill created. And then in the middle, it's, it's really hard to see with this. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll, the, I'll just describe it for you. It's yeah. a fan site, blogs, beginning with Albert Pinello, which is where we kind of uh, he's our encyclopedia, if you will, Wikipedia, right. really, and it just goes down the list from us, BoulderHill.net, uh, Mask Wikia, uh, Mask Comics, Blogspot, the Mask Fans United on DeviantArt, uh, MaskSite.com, Mask Toys at Tumblr, uh, MacTracker.com. Uh, and then there's there's one called Mobile Armored Strike Command with uh, dashes in between on Blogspot, and it's more of a resource too. It just runs down all the separate vehicles and toys and stuff. And then at the bottom, I also had the Facebook groups. So those are pretty active. Uh, mask fans, mask comics, movies, toys, and more mask peaceful nations, Alliance Mask toy collectors, mask versus venom, the Matt tracker mask form and the unofficial mask discussion and trading groups that are all on Facebook. Right. So I, we, we were really just trying to plaster. Yeah. What if you call it advertised for mask? Uh, not primarily for us, but really just push the mass community on to whoever showed up, whether they were novice, 
maybe even remember Doug from his other art, his other work. Uh, mm-hmm. Just something to kind of give people kind of a, uh, something in the yeah. Head. And Doug was very very gracious. They came up to get you know to get something signed like this. He was handing them one of these a guys. flyer too. So so yeah, it was all about connecting and uh, just letting people know just about you know how all these uh cool groups and sites that are out there if i missed yours i apologize i tried to get as many on there as i could with the space that we had and uh it was just all about trying to connect with the community and uh i i think it went over pretty well we had a uh, quite a bit there at the table and uh doug said and we pretty much invited him to take anything with him. If he goes to another con right. out on the West coast or something, he'll still have some more stuff to sign. And, uh, Oh, we don't want to forget, uh, Eric too. Eric at boulderhill.net, uh, made these little cards, which are really cool. Some of them had uh, mask characters on the other side. Some had venom and some had a QR code, uh, for his website. And, uh, we made those available right. as well there. And, uh, they mainly got uh, uh, distributed at the panel itself. Yes. Uh, so that was uh, that's cool. He Eric just got those to us in time, and we took those along. So it was uh, it was really cool uh, to see people walking up to Doug uh, beforehand oh, yeah. once he oh, sat yeah. down, and they were taking pictures and video, and of course they were with all the the voice actors there. But uh, I don't know. It was just cool that they were there because they know. Doug from Mask, right? And that, that, I would say that's the primary where they know him. In fact, uh, if, I don't know if you see it on my my Facebook. If anybody's following mine or even Agents of Mask uh, and Jason, uh, behind each voice actor had a placard. It was very simple. It had uh, Doug Stone, Matt Tracker, and then you'd have uh, Michael Bell, Duke from GI Joe, mm-hmm. and so on. Very simple. That was kind of like the, I guess their highlighter, the, the, the most well known. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was awesome to see that, um, and uh, and like I said, that's where probably and even Doug even said that's that was kind of his claim to fame or or what pro- propelled him into the voice the business, acting realm. Yeah. So, it, it so was, that was cool. It was great. Uh, I'd say we transitioned off to the panel. Yeah. Um, very. Uh, it was a good setup. Uh, I think the acoustics were kind of bad for us for the panel. And, uh, to hear the to hear the questions from the crowd, right, yeah. We really, uh, um, I wish we had had something like a mic for the crowd. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of us, I have a video. I'm going to try to beef up the audio because it was really loud. You can barely hear us talk, but uh, uh, you can see us going. You know, <laughs> to, uh, you know trying to hear the people, uh, but. Uh, Jason did an awesome job introing. Uh, I, I, let's just stop right there because okay. I was nervous. And, you know, we had uh, a, a list of questions and stuff to ask pretty much everybody if we needed uh, the firepower, you know, or whatever. And, you know, as we started, well, first Bill messaged me and was like, do you want to do the introduction? And I was like, oh, okay. I, did, I thought somebody else was going to take care of that or whatever. So uh it just being up there was it was just a weird feeling because you know we're definitely not celebrities right. and we are kind of mask experts i guess you could say so uh, obviously there was a reason why we were there but i don't know it was just surreal being there and uh 
sitting next to Doug and to and uh, Bill. And anyway, we started, uh, we introed, and then it was the Doug Stone show, which was it what really we wanted. Was, it really was Doug yeah. Stone. Uh, and it was, like you mentioned, it was exactly that. It was surreal because initially uh, when RetroCon was, I guess, I'll, I'll call it, I won't say formulating, but kind of towards about halfway point of mm-hmm. them probably planning and so forth. It was just Doug. There was no other voice actors on the slate by any means. It was just going to be Doug basically sitting up there. And I'll, I'll be honest, I was just going to go fly solo uh, just to see Doug. I, I mean, I probably would have walked around, seen things. Well, I think they had the, they were going to do a panel with all the actors, which I think is going on today, just the voice actors. But they didn't have anything specific just for a mask until kind of you came on board and Bill came on board. And then I think Tony offered, would right. you want to do a, put a mask panel together for the 30th? Exactly that. It was exactly that. And, uh, I'm saying saying a backstory to kind of get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there was nothing. I was just going to go up to see him and shake his hand and say, "Hey, I'm white." We talked virtually, <laughs> and and that was it. And then uh, then Bill got linchpinned into it. Uh, I think as a uh, kind of a facilitator at yeah, the time. He was first. And then all of a sudden, we were starting to see. Oh, we got um, Michael Bell, and we got this guy. And then uh, I think uh, is it Tony. Yeah, I apologize. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tony then kind of must have in his planning went, oh, uh, let's do a panel for all the voice actors. And since we have Bill, maybe we can hook Agents of Mask in here and, and put, together and put something panel. for yeah. Doug and make it an actual mask event. And um, was it Bill that talked? I, I was at work completely uh, devoid of Facebook and connections and stuff. I think you messaged me actually, uh, texting. Sorry, texted me and said, "Hey, you know you're you, you want to do a, a panel with Bill?" I'm like, <laughs> "What? A, a panel?" I'm like, "What do you mean panel?" I'm not thinking like wall panel or anything. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, what kind of panel are you talking about? And then the next text was like, "Oh, with Doug, huh?" Yeah. So I'm going to be on stage with Doug. What? And then it wasn't. I think two days later, he says, "Dude, I got to make a way to get up here." So, um, and sure enough, he did. But and con my way, and yeah. Right, but like, 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 fast forward for at the panel, and it was surreal. I'm sitting next to him, and and I've had public speaking experience, so it wasn't too. And I'm, it was kind of funny because I'm sitting there going, "We're ready to go," and you see Jason. If, if I again, if I can get the video going. You see Jason up there, standing working with his papers yeah i was like spreading everything out for people to come up after the panel to grab some free stuff me being the prepared person i typically am i had this folder (laughs) of everything and uh back very slight backstory to that is we we created a shared google docs Mm -hmm. to uh to do a uh, basically powerpoint slide it was just so that we had something prepared for the for the whole panel in case Crickets, crickets, crickets. Oh, what are we talk about? Yeah, we weren't sure how many people were going to be there either. And right. uh, uh, I had a count of forty that stayed. Uh, there were a couple of stragglers that would walk in and walk out, and I didn't count them. Uh, but people would walk and then stay, walk and stay. So I, I counted about forty. Yeah, and the you could tell the hardcore mask fans were up front, right up front, ready to go with some questions. And uh, we introduced Doug, and kind of us after Doug, and then 
it was basically, well, since we got Doug here, Doug's the main, you know, focal point of this panel. uh, We asked him about, you know, how he got into voice acting and eventually got into mask. Uh, He went into uh, how they set up the recording and it was just mainly bouncing stuff off of Doug after that. Um, he did the voices. The, the, the fans loved the voices. Oh, yeah. Like um, we did, obviously. Right. You hear Dusty and you hear Bruce. And uh, we kind of went into some questions that we covered in our interview, uh, you know, about how he stands and how, right. you know, it was Bruce is very still. He and, didn't stand up, uh, but you could see him on the chair. If you were, yeah. Especially if you were probably close enough. You'd see that he would, when he's talking about uh, um, Hondo. Hondo, you could see him how he describes how he puts his chest out so he can do the Hondo yeah. thing. And then he's talking about uh, uh, Bruce. He's like, I am like this. I'm too small. You can't see me. <laughs> uh, so, and of course, he jokes about how he looks like Al Pacino a lot. Um, <laughs> and of course, we did some personal stuff, you know, like. What's the life of celebrity Doug Stone? Yeah, like, he, you know? he had some really good lines about, well, you know, I usually have poker with George Clooney on Tuesdays and I chill with the Kardashians on Thursdays. And, yeah. you know, he was real, he was real funny and, uh, and humble about it. And the way he really talked about was those voice actors, some of which, you know, flew over with them there. It's almost like a fraternity to them and they right. hang out, they have lunch together, you know, while they're, some of them are still working. Doug's working here and there. He's, I think he did mention he's finally getting ready to retire yeah. uh, from the business. But, um, yeah, it, it was really cool to hear him talk about how they're still connected out there, uh, you know, after really 30 years where the, the boom of voice acting, you know, kind of right. happened before the, you know, it was just like Mel Blanc doing 800 voices. <laughs> right. It was and him then, and the, the, the oddballs of Disney, like for, for Mickey. And like you said, he has a good friend uh, that played Goofy uh, uh, and, yeah. and so forth. So, yeah, it was cool to, to hear him talk about uh, kind of those days and his charity. Uh, the, he helps volunteer for the local animal shelter there. The rest of uh, cats, like street cats, feral cats. He gets a really good kick out of that. And, uh, he even talked about some recent projects, the uh, the Thunder and the House of Magic movie that's on Netflix right now. I would recommend that. I've seen that several times. Uh, my boys love that. Um, he talked about doing, trying to think what else he was uh, into now, but uh, oh, it was uh, it was one of the Lego cartoons. He's the mayor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, was it Lego or? something anyway i can't remember we'll have to dig it up on his uh, imdb or whatever but i didn't even know about that and i thought that was cool so he's still he's taking the jobs that kind of comes his way and uh kind of going at his own pace nowadays instead of the you know like 20 hour days or whatever he said like, he was like exactly like he described to us in the past mass cast he was he was saying he'd, he'd you know wake up at four or something like that and be done at midnight but he still worked at all that time yeah. with all everything he had the looping group you mentioned yeah he was directing too so it wasn't just voice acting for him right. he he had well he had his own company he yeah he had his own company that did all that looping for xena and uh hercules from yeah. the 90s he was talking about and jackie chan movies and all those background type sounds uh that wasn't the main characters was all through his looping 
uh, company. Right. And I thought that was really cool. So that was awesome. Uh, yeah, we did. I mean, at the very end, we, uh, uh, Bill and him yucked it up about some hockey. Right. Uh, of course, Doug is from Canada and, uh, Bill, he's a big, uh, Flyers fan, hockey fan. So, uh, they yucked it up there a little bit about hockey and the fans had a lot of good questions. Yeah. They, them. yeah, they came at him with, uh, you know, how you came up with, uh, Matt tracker and, uh, can you, uh, you know, do some more of the voices. Yeah, I think he tried to do Hondo at one point. He's like, he tried, I just can't do yeah, Hondo anymore. Do, uh, <laughs> he did do Psycho Mantis uh, for one of the one Yeah, of the somebody asked there. about the Psycho Mantis character from uh, Metal Gear Solid. I think our final to-do for the whole thing was they asked him to voice Matt Tracker. It was comical. Uh, it, and I, I forgive him for this. You have to because, he's like he said, he's voiced over a thousand so yeah. voices. So he's like, uh, give me a line. I'm like, oh. Well, and then we're trying to, and what's hilarious, we're all like dumbfounded, like, you know, we know this show. Why can't we give him a line? <laughs> so we finally said, select the best agents for this mission. Yeah. And so he, I think that was uh, somebody from the audience that suggested that. Yeah. So it was awesome to hear him. And you can tell it is aged, and he even admits it that he's yeah. more like uh, Grandpa Tracker, not Matt Tracker. <laughs> but uh, it was he, still awesome. He did and some he, fun lines at the end, too, where he was like, uh, Come on, Scott. Uh, T. Bob, you stay at home. You know, right. <laughs> he was having a good time with it, and uh, I, I think everybody did. We got a good chuckle and uh, a good round of applause at the end of the panel, and uh, it was fun. It was real fun. Uh, I ended up after the panel was over. Um, we connected there with Bill again, and I think he was. Uh, we're, we were, I think, already or chomping at the bit to go through the, you know, the whole con and on all the tables and stuff that they had there. And we kind of parted ways, I think at that point, but right. I ended up staying, there was a trivia contest right after our panel and uh, managed to snag a couple prizes. That's when you went back and uh, hung out with Doug stupid. for a little I bit got more. Up. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, it's not stupid. I mean, you, you got to hang out more than I did with well, Doug. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I guess not stupid in that part. You're right. I, I did want to kind of hang out. Uh, I'll be honest. I was guilty. I wanted to hang out with him, but I'm like, I, I, I kind of scoured what, what was on the table and I didn't see anything. I really, I mean, there's a couple of little things that were, already, it already got snagged. Oh, I saw on. several things that I wanted. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Eh, I don't really need anything else. I'm not, I'm not, I, I know 80s, but I'm not like, unless it's specific, you get me on Airwolf or Knight Rider Dukes, you pretty much got me. Everybody else, he's got you. Uh, <laughs> well, I, w I was even stumped. I'm I find it hilarious. Not the biggest... They didn't even ask the question. It was a topic. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, there's yeah, there's some people there that were and then I chomping at the bit for some of those prizes up there, and we were going we we're going through this so, and I'm I said I'm gonna go check on Doug. I literally walk out, and lo and behold, there's Miles Mayhem cosplay. <laughs> I'm like, dude! So yeah. I literally uh, kind of jog back into the, the the trivia, and I'm trying to tell him, dude, it's Mayhem, and all of a sudden I see Voltron. I'm like. How'd I miss this? Yes. So, <laughs> so I'm like, you probably like, would have got that question too. Cause we, uh, there was a there was stumbling, I think on that question and, uh, they had a, what was it? One was a t-shirt. I had a couple Voltron t-shirt. Yeah. There's two different Voltron prizes. But. And he said, who was the son of King Al <clears throat> or King Zarkon? And I was already up. It was already, yeah, was it was already got anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I missed out on that. I did try to hang out a little bit longer, and I still scan, scan, scan. I'm like, I'll see you. 
Yeah. So I did hang out with Doug for a while. We just chit chatted and just nothing. I mean, we just, it, it honestly said, it honestly acted like he and I were buddies for a couple of years or better. So it was really fun. Uh, Jason got to score a couple of things. We're going to show, like I said, we're going to show our, 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 our pirate booty here yeah. a little bit. But um, we did transition to kind of a walk around to the whole retro con. And like Jason said earlier, if it was we had the pockets, we would have, if I have a Chrysler minivan, I think I would have had to do a, <laughs> a second trip. A second trip <laughs> or have the outside loaded down to the gills. No, I, you know, with young kids, it's hard to go to antique malls and thrift stores, right? Thrift stores and stuff like that, and just you got to kind of take all that in, and it's not. I focus a little bit here, and then somebody's tugging on you. You know, right. we got to really inspect the aisles on we this, actually got this to place. Shop. That's the best way to put it. We got the shop. We did. <laughs> it was like uh, it, it was like literally jumping in the DeLorean time machine going back 30 years and showing up at like a Toys R Us. That's exactly because <laughs> they had everything. And there was what, probably five or six aisles on both sides, you know, tables, the length of the building mm-hmm. right. of you name it. And it was there. Uh, you're missing a GoBot in your collection. It was there, you know, uh, and that's what I kind of wish I did in some ways, but they had, they'd have kind of like their, already prized stuff or mm-hmm. near new or mildly used type conditions out on the table. A lot of the vendors had bins underneath and it was kind of a fair game bin. Yeah. There were several, but I caught this guy. This guy had a literal, that's a tub of, probably about this size. I don't know if you can really see it. They're viewers, but it was a fair size. And he said, I, I said, I'm, I'm looking for Optimus fists. I have everything else. I just lost the fists, of course, through childhood. Like, if I had them, they're in there. And it was a huge <laughs> part. Now, all I saw was mostly guns and stuff for for uh, um, uh, the Transformers stuff. But it was, I'm like, wow, you could get, I would say, almost everything. Where's the it. refresh on that? Okay. <laughs> F5. Uh, so, but yeah, it was it was just fascinating to be able to go through it. And it wasn't just Transformers. You had GoBots there at a few places somewhere all, still in their boxes. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was boxed. I was really surprised on just the sheer amount of stuff that was boxed or new on card, still in yeah. its packaging, yeah. you know, with the bubble and everything. Uh, there was even some custom work. We saw a, a Transformer Herbie. Yeah. It was mimicked after Bumblebee, the original, you know, actual Volkswagen Beetle Bumblebee. Uh, so it was actually bubbled, and they had a custom bubble for it. The guy actually had a custom placard, the the, the paperboard for it. There were some custom action figures there. That I, God bless these guys for making them. I can't afford the fifty dollar price tag for one action figure, but they had like Crockett from Miami Vice, and they had several. Uh, they had the two Contra guys yes. that was uh, basically custom painted from some of the other reaction figures that are out there. Uh, it, just crazy stuff like that, and I've seen some stuff online for like uh, figures based on Atari games and stuff. And you know, if I had, if money were no object, I, I would have walked away with several of those. They were really cool, but the custom, yeah, yeah, for every cool thing that was still in the box, there was some custom stuff too there that was just really, really cool. Right. 
Um, and then there was, yeah, I mean, there was literally, uh, uh, I don't know, you'd run into a dozen cosplayers as oh, you're yeah. walking along too, and it's kind of sifting through the toys and there are the super Mario brothers. And, uh, there are the, uh, guys dressed up like the, uh, the guys from V the old miniseries, oh, yeah. uh, stormtrooper, a lot of star Wars. There was an unbelievable, I'm going to put some of these up on, uh, on rediscover the eighties, but, uh, there was, uh, probably the best one that I saw was this GI Joe clan. Uh, and you had uh, really cool snake eyes. You had uh, Pythona from the movie. If you remember her and the dude that took the cake was Serpentor. He was up on, he had the chariot up on wheels. I mean, it was really detailed and cool. Uh, and there's a couple of, uh, they had a, a bat and a couple other, uh, you know, characters from GI Joe. But I don't know. It's cool to turn a corner and you run into Snake Eyes or somebody. Right. <laughs> hey, buddy! You know, and I, they're you know, cosplayers for the most part are really cool about. Hey, can I get your picture? And they'll just basically put down what they're doing or turn around, you know, and and get you a picture. Uh, <laughs> there was a guy outside. I went outside one time to I think stuff that we got back out to the van, and it's the T uh, two. You know the Terminator oh, yeah. uh, T. I'm gonna screw it up. I think it's the T1000, the policeman. You know, and he's there with the the, the picture. Uh, you know, have you seen this boy? <laughs> and awesome. he's got these fake uh, the sil- the silver bullet holes. holes. Right. Oh, uh, it was great. It was just fun. I haven't been around that many. Well, yeah. this is my really my first convention. Same here. Um. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. You got a picture with Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter was cool. He had it to a T, pointing at the camera. Yeah. You know, with the sunglasses and the hat on. Uh very cool. Very the cool. Joker, we saw the Joker uh walking around. He yeah. got a snap a photo of that. Uh, and they actually had a cosplay like contest. contest uh-huh. Right. Um, they had karaoke in the afternoon. <laughs> I could of, hear some people singing uh, Rick Astley and stuff back there. I was like, You go. Right. You there go was, for it. There was a couple. I think was there was there a Doctor Who character. I think I saw there's some. Uh, oh, the robots. Yeah. The, yeah. Those, those awesome. were impressive. Holy cow! And forgive us, we're not Doctor Who fans. I don't know what you call the the little robot guy, but there was uh, a couple that were like life size uh, rolling in. It looked like they were on control. I'm sure there was people in there. Oh, there was. I saw that very, <laughs> very faint. Did you see this little? Like a, I don't know. It looked like they were just, you know, somebody was walking behind them with a remote, you know, moving them around the parking lot. Uh, it was, that was way cool. So there were some cool cosplayers there. And after we kind of went through the, I think it was the whole place too, and power Rangers. Yes, there was, there was, uh, after we kind of went through the whole place and we had scored some items, uh, we finally went back around and talked with some voice actors there as well. Right. That was actually really interesting to you know they are very i mean they are human don't get me wrong but you know you, you see a celebrity right and you you kind of get a i guess a cap shot or maybe you're you're kind of blinded by what the media says a lot of times but these guys were real they you very approachable very personable yes yes uh they were glad they would you know you could uh talk their ear off about Voltron season one, episode 34, the whole half hour, they had the patience for you to talk about that. Uh, and God bless them too. Yeah. This is 30 years ago. 
and you know you're talking about stuff you know that happened in your childhood you remember this episode and this some of them man they're just like that oh yeah i remember that and i remember uh something happened during that recording session and you know they'll go into a story and i just love stuff like that 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 spontaneous you trigger a memory for them and they're they're right on top of it uh you got your picture i think pretty much with everybody everybody and unfortunately i didn't get my picture with um Mike McConaughey. Yeah, Michael McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I apologize, I should, but I, I honestly don't know. I don't have anything to to to, to reminisce. Uh, Any of the characters, characters that he did. I think he did one of the. Was it one of the Transformers? Yeah, he did tracks. He did, but I don't remember. I honestly don't remember that character. To be <laughs> honest, I should have. I just should have done it. Uh, I have a picture of him from a distance, but I don't have like a right. You know. <laughs> um, uh, but I did get to talk to Michael Bell. Uh, you all probably know more, especially you, G.I. Joe, known from the Duke. He was a Smurf. I don't know which one, but he was a Smurf. He had a, even a Smurf leather jacket. Yeah, he had a, he had the Smurf logo and uh, the Smurf, like, embroidered back. It was like a biker jacket. Yeah. It was like the coolest. Nobody has a Smurf biker jacket. But he does. But he does. Michael Bell does. And he's the only one probably can get away with wearing one, you know. Probably. It's really cool. Really but, cool. Uh, I- I honestly know him more as Lance from Voltron, Red Lion. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of was around, uh, chat with him, chatted with him a little bit. And uh, he didn't have anything Voltron at all. Uh, he had everything else. Uh, but he said he did have a script. They were auctioning off certain things. They are actually having an auction. Um, yeah, the guy that, that held the auction was John Machida Jr., the Micro Machines man mm-hmm. and the fastest talker. I don't know if he's still the world record holder. So let me tell you, I, we weren't at the auction, but just listening from a distance, that was the most entertaining auction probably right. that's ever taken place in the history of time. Yeah. <laughs> as fast as he goes, and you know, he was adding little funny stuff in there too. Uh, that was that was crazy. I but, missed uh, out on that, but I, I we wish. both did because we were hanging out with the actors. I think at that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but we went down and uh, well, we both talked to Larry Kinney, who played Lino. Right. He was Count Chocula. Which we didn't know. <laughs> we learned, we didn't and the Cocoa Puff Bird. Right. And that was fascinating to hear, to, to see that he did all this work. He had one that I think had most of his characters, one of his yeah. a lot of autographed yeah. pictures that you could, you could get. Uh, which, uh, he was the, I think the... So he was a Silverhawk, too. The, the guy that the, plays the guitar. Yeah. Can't remember his name now. Eric, if you're around, chime in, because you know it. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, he was he was that guy. Oh man, uh, I'm sure he was a couple of them. But we, of course, we both know him more as Lionel. I'm sure uh, he was very personable. Yeah, chatty. I uh, talked to him. I I hadn't I didn't know his story really, and I had forgotten about the commercials and stuff. And I think that's how he initially got his start is mainly through the doing the voices radio. in the commercial. Ra- well, a, radio first. Start out in radio. I'd be lying if I said I. I knew, I think Detroit, I think he said, but uh, it kind of was one of those, you know, right place, right time. Someone came up and said, you got a good voice for maybe voice acting and it kind of landed him in the commercial spots. Then it turned. Well, and then what he was saying too, you know, you, if you're watching a commercial, you're watching Count Chocula, you're not getting the actor credits yeah, at the exactly. end. So they uh, don't, no one knows who you are. <laughs> like you do in a, in a show. So that kind of initial work, uh, led him into landing Lionel, 
and the Jackalman. He was the Jackalman too. I think oh, he yeah, said yeah. each of the main actors in Thundercats played one from each side, uh, the good and the bad right. guys. And he did some pretty good impressions, even. Yeah, nowadays. he was. Yeah, he was pulling them off too. That was really cool uh, to talk to him. And uh, I was. I talked to uh, John Mashita. Uh, a couple times I walked up and kind of in passing said hello. I didn't have anything for him to sign. And I thought out of all the guys, uh, it would be fun to, since we could, you know, kind of scourge through the <laughs> con. And I wanted to find uh, a micro machine in the box for him to sign. And I found a really cool uh, James Bond collection. And I actually came back and was talking with him a little bit. And it was really cool to hear his story. He didn't do a lot of uh, animation. Um, he was mainly through uh, this ad agency in New York. And, of course, he's famous for being the FedEx man uh, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight, you know. And then, of course, you know, the Micro Machines. And then he was telling us how much that exploded when he was the, the pitch man for Micro Machines. And essentially got the shaft on Christmas Eve of all places exactly. uh, that they weren't going to renew his contract. Um, and he was very, he was a, a straight shooter as there was yeah. in the whole con and very honest about it. And uh, it was kind of, you kind of felt sorry for the guy that, you know, he made up the, uh, this company Galoob all this money they decide to go in a different direction and the company tanks. <laughs> right. <laughs> their their main, you know, seller, the micro machines, got yeah, uh right. it kind of went south from there. But his but agent he even said his agent did everything in the world trying to convince to uh, keep them. Yeah. Just everything that they could to keep them because they're saying you are making the commercial, you are making the sales for them and, and so forth. But you know, it was really cool. He was just it was like every all the other actors, he was very personable and uh, gracious. And, uh, you know, we took some pictures and uh, got him, you know, some of them to sign some stuff. I got Doug to sign my Paul Pamphalone Spectrum poster. I would have tried to get it up in the background it here, but it's... Curl. We don't have anything. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I, don't I actually don't really want to take it out. And... Right. You can see my <laughs> office double the, the bedroom, the spare bedroom at that. Yeah. So, um but so, yeah. yeah, we got that. Uh, Wyatt got one of the prints signed. I think uh, that's a good transition now. Let's let's kind of do a, a oh yeah pirate booty acquisition. What we found, one thing we did find, and it was hilarious. Oh, it was we, you that found it. Yeah, we he I found it, but you were in the middle of uh, buying your micro machines, I think. Yes. And the, the this display. Let me just set it up. This display next to where I bought those micro machines was basically all vintage like halloween masks and costumes right uh I, I couldn't believe the sheer amount that he had you know because those things back in the day you wore them one time you wore them half the time when you were trick-or-treating uh they started to rip the rubber band was gone and you know <laughs> right. they right. pretty much disintegrated after one and the sheer amount of stuff that he had there was was amazing and then out front he had this bin that right. was just like odds right. and ends and, uh I guess I have a habit when I'm in conversations. If I've lost, if, I, if I, my attention is lost, I kind of just look down. Uh, maybe it's the introvert part of me, but I'm like, eh. hey, dude, see, check this out. 
And lo and behold, all I see, I don't know if I can do it right, I see this little ear sticking out. That's all I saw. <laughs> and then lo and behold, here's a freaking birthday party mask. <laughs> Two packs of them we found. Well, that's it. He said, He said, I asked, you know, what, what do you want for him? He's like, five bucks. I think there's a second one at the bottom. If you dig far enough, it's yours. Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm digging. Two for five. I'm like, eh, Jason, here's one. So we scored that. And I've got the, I still have the uh, birthday party invitations yeah. in my uh, collection. collection. So uh, maybe next year when I hit one of the big numbers in age, uh, I'll be sending those out to all my friends. <laughs> you, you say that unmasked related. I still have in my, I have a, a memorabilia box. I was telling him about a little bit earlier. I still have from one of my birthday parties back in the 80s when I was, I don't know how old, but napkins from the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, nice. Unused, unused, <laughs> so you're fair. No 30-year-old uh, frosting on there. <laughs> or boogers. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. Speaking of, there was also, uh, we found one of the tables over there we were passing through, had an old 18 bed sheet. Yeah, the, they had the a, that was like their, ta- yeah, their tablecloth. And then you landed... Well, yeah, I want to shout out to my buddy Sean Robert over at uh, BrandonInThe80s.com. This is the first time I met him, too, and we've been, uh, I'll say, internet friends (laughs) for several years. Um, His site, it's been up longer than mine. It's called BrandonInThe80s.com. You need to check it out. Uh, Lots of cool stuff. He does, like, custom trading cards that should have existed, you know, back in the day. He goes through and uh, he'll take a screenshot of a kid's bedroom from a movie in the 80s and analyze and say, all right, this was this Transformer and he had these three Master of the Universe figures and here was uh, arcade, the tabletop arcade Donkey Kong game, you know, and he'll just analyze the bedroom. It's really cool. So y'all need to head over there. But I finally got to meet him. And first of all, he shook my hand with uh, a showbiz pizza token that he had. I had, uh, <laughs> I'll just get this out of the way. I had posted up on my Instagram. Uh, I found a ticket from showbiz pizza and showbiz pizza, for those who don't know, was like Chuck E. Cheese of the eighties. And it was actually acquired, Chuck E. Cheese acquired it, I think. Yeah, I think, I think it was. And that was like the place to go to when we were kids. It was about 30 minutes away from our house. So it was like a long trip to get over to showbiz. And I couldn't believe I still had that. He saw it and said, hey, I got a token to go with that. And I had forgot that he said he didn't give it to me. And so he shook my hand with that token. And I was like, all right, this is this is way cool. And then he uh, says, I got something for you. And it's something that uh i've really wanted to get uh they've been only available in well they were published in the uk but it's these novelizations of mask episodes i think they did eight of them in all and he handed me the first two right here and i was like dude this is awesome and i from there you know he collects uh he has a hot wheels collection like i do the pop culture ones and uh i gave him a delorean that's it was the new wave delorean and i was like man my my gift is so much less than <laughs> what he gave me but i am going to give one of these to wyatt to uh, add to his collection uh I've, of course i'm going to keep the first one because uh it was my gift but <laughs> no um 
so that was that was way cool. Uh, Sean did post up that he brought his uh, Matt Tracker GI Joe figure, specialist Tracker, and he got Doug to sign that uh, at the show. And I was like, oh, because we you could bring two things for them to sign. I definitely wanted that poster to sign, and I was like, eh, I really don't want to bring a Thunderhawk with me on the plane. It would be fun to play with and keep my attention for a while. <laughs> But I, I didn't really want him to sign a vehicle. Totally did not think because I have one in the box still too. And uh, so good on you, Sean, for for thinking about that. So that was cool. Uh, what else did you land? We well, I'll, I'll get this also like you saying out, out of the way, Eric. We we were able to land. We almost actually forgot to be honest. Um, <laughs> you made up your your little uh, squares here. Which I'll be right back. Are, like I said, you're great. Yeah, they fell. Uh, we got him to sign. I don't know if this camera will pick it. You can kind of sort of see it. Uh, so you have one on the way. It'll be in the mail. Uh, I'll call it ASAP. And then uh, I also got one of our uh, autograph photos here for you as well. This is it actually for you. Uh, so it is on the way for you, uh, Eric. And, uh, you know, we were talking uh, in fact, we were in conversation, I don't know how long ago, uh, prior, like 10 minutes prior. So we're saying, you know, uh, the old ALF puppet, you remember those from Burger King? I know we had a podcast about it at some point. Uh, here comes L. Cool J as, as we speak. And uh, Ray-Bans. Yeah, this was the this was the Marty McFly routine I pulled, you know, while you're. <laughs> right. So uh, we. Uh, I lost mine years ago. I don't think it was exactly the same, but uh, nonetheless, it was uh, it was the uh, one of the Alf puppets. Uh, Bully which, baseball. Yeah. He's in his uniform. Uh, minus the little paper thin uh, record. I'm sure it's at my mom's. Where I don't know, but it, I'm sure it's there. And then um, I think the final double check, but I think the final uh, thing I was able to to acquire. Uh, Wanted it for a long time. In fact, it was on the, my eBay wish list, so to speak. Was uh, Three Stooges Nintendo game, and I think Jason and I are going to have a game here after after recording. <laughs> uh, find my Nintendo first. Uh, yeah, we played that back in the day. That was one of our go-to's, yes. uh, along with Spy versus Spy. <laughs> which uh, the next time I'll have to like ship ahead like all of my Nintendo games, so we can just have you know hours Nintendo of. Night. Yeah, <laughs> having a Nintendo night. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I think think it's your turn of because you got more than yeah. I, I was. This was really cool. Uh, if you follow me on Rediscover the '80s, I had a I posted up screenshots or scans of my 1984 sticker book that I still have, and I cherish that thing. That's one of my most prized possessions in the entire world. Let me tell you. But to find a team puffy stickers. Still in the wrapper. Still in the wrapper for two bucks. I was like, this is, uh, that was like an immediate buy. Uh, So that was cool. Uh, I did win a couple G.I. Joe figures. That was from the trivia. Uh, Those are from the Retaliation movie, which uh, uh, I've seen once, and that was enough. Uh, Uh, scored a couple Ghostbusters, two wax packs for, I think it was a buck a piece. And yeah, these were the bigger things here. 
Uh, and if you follow me on, if you follow Rediscover the 80s on Instagram, you can see all this crap. But, I, I, uh, I'm actually going to hit, I'm going to do uh, <laughs> uh, a Rediscover the 80s blog. We might actually do the same post. Uh, just kind of a, uh, it might even be like the book version of, what, of this podcast. But anyway, we'll I'd like to some do stuff something. Up on our site we'll, too. Doing, we'll do the photos and the whole nine. So uh, stay tuned on Rediscover the 80s. Yeah, I have a small low light figure collection from gi joe and i've been wanting the 50th anniversary uh so i got him if anybody wants this cobra night fighter we can work out a deal uh and then <laughs> I, I won an a team a die cast a team van the Ertle one from 2002 uh i won that in the trivia that was the uh, question uh which of the a team actors also appeared in star trek that was Dwight Schultz. Dwight Schultz, yep. So yeah. I learned I was, that one. Uh, too busy chatting with Doug. Yeah, and then the, cool. the I, last... I Go ahead. Uh, I said I, I won't... I'd rather kind of do talk, <laughs> chat with Doug, to be honest. And the last thing was that Micro Machines collection, which is James Bond. I don't know if we can uh, really make it out. You can kind of see where... where yeah, uh, I got it signed by Machida uh, from the movies Goldfinger, The Spy I Love Me, and Moonraker. I had no idea this thing existed. And uh, I got it for 10 bucks. I thought that was the perfect thing for the Micro Machine Man to sign. And it came with a 1995 phone card that has uh, Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye on the front. Um, I, I did check it. It had expired. So, yeah, I, I guess it's oh, well. nothing more than a souvenir now. Uh, it's expired in 1996. So, but no, <laughs> that was... Uh, that was if we, if we most that, of our haul. Yeah, if we get in that phone booth with Bill and Ted, you know, or the time <laughs> machine, whichever. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, uh, we did give uh, most of our little mini posters um, and stuff away. We did manage to get out of there without giving away the last T-shirt. So I think what we're going to do, you know, the ones that we made for the show, uh, like you see in the background yeah. there. Um, we're going to keep that and we'll give one of those away. We're going to put together a prize pack for mask day and, uh, we'll include that t-shirt in there and we'll come up with some other stuff. The one, the, the other cool item we do have is a vintage Thunderhawk diecast car, yes. um, in the wrapper still. So we're going to, we'll put some other cool stuff together for mask and we'll do a giveaway, uh, coming up. I guess we're going to do it on September 30th this year. Uh, right. We um, did a little research, and I think it actually changed uh, on the wiki page about when Mask was actually released. Uh, it had been the 16th, I think, of September for the longest time. Right. That's what we. William Scott kind of Crawford. He he kind of came up with that date, which is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, we we didn't know it to be honest because there was so much variation. 16th or 30th. I think there was even another like a 19th or something. Uh, we need like a September it. issue of the TV guide is what we need <laughs> from really? 1985. Right. And, and uh, uh, but yeah, we, we did kind of back and forth research. Uh, I know Eric did some as well. And I think we've arrived that it was probably the 30th is more accurate than the 16th. Not a big deal. It's the same month, but still, uh, I think we're going to shoot for September the 30th. Yeah. Um, we'll probably do one of these chats and, Oh, we are, we'll set obviously. up the contest uh, here in a little bit to get people to start uh, entering and, and such. So, you know, I, I I haven't checked to see how many people we got signed up. I know we've gotten about 
I don't know, 20 new likes or so on Facebook just from yesterday. Yeah. So uh, make sure you're signed up for our mail, uh, email list right. uh, on the site and uh, we'll give you the first crack at, at uh, entering the contest. But we made a, we made a pretty good haul. Um, we wanted to kind of do this as a, I guess, quote unquote, tailgate show after the show, it started to rain. Oh, it was a downpour. Uh, um, that was an adventure in itself. I think we were, <laughs> I think we were going to have to uh, get the gator boat out or something, or something. but, uh, yeah, we'd wanted to, you know, immediately follow on the show, kind of wrap it up and, and still kind of revel in all the excitement that we had. I think uh, from we're still there. just quite elated about it. Yeah. So. And unfortunately just with the drive and such, we didn't get a chance to go back today. I know. I would have liked other... to. I, I would. I probably would like. Hey, Doug, can I sit next to you? <laughs> I, I promise I won't sign anything. But uh, but no, it was it was really awesome to sit there and chat with them. And like like I said, very man, cool experience. Yeah, we just hung up. It was, I still, I guess that's the highlight of mine. I got. We kept coming back to Doug to check on him, and then just we kind of got engulfed in conversation. I know you did. Bill did for a time. Um, just chit chatting. Real personable man. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was an honor and a privilege to really see him in person and t- talk with him. Uh, he he even said at the end that uh, you know this was his first convention too, um, and he's been you know weary of kind of attending these things. But um, he said at at the end, I think right before we left, that it, he had a great time, great experience so far. Uh, definitely open for doing more. Right. Uh, not just maybe next year at RetroCon, which we would hope he would do again uh, given the opportunity, but maybe some other conventions as well to get some other people, other fans uh, out to see him, you know, maybe on the West coast. Right. And uh, so I do remember was glad that, that he, that he uh, was having a great time too. He had, he had an awesome time. And uh, the one thing I, uh, as we walked around, like kind of, we kind of did a uh, last lap and Doug was uh, talking there. Uh, we were talking about, yeah, I'd like to get, some of the uh, old actors or the other actors he has, he had, uh, I guess he had the, the, the figures uh, of there. He doesn't have the, the uh, bad guys of the voice that he's done. So while we were talking and it was like the last half hour we were there, I said, uh, <laughs> we, got, we missed a lot of questions. Sorry. We didn't we'll, have no, we'll out. get to him. We get to we him. Will, Bill's online. Uh, so is Vaughn Baskin. I see him over there. Uh, so anyway, so he was saying, I don't have uh, like Bruno Shepard, Boris, or Nash, or Maximus. So I said, you know what? I did have an upon a bin right around the corner that had figurines. And he says, oh, I've got to check that out tomorrow. I'm like, I'm going to do him a favor. Uh-huh. It'd be our luck. They're gone. So he was, you're busy. I think you're back at gawking at the DeLorean. I think. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so you were. Uh, I don't know which one you like better, DeLorean or Doug. But anyway, so we I walked around the corner. Come on. Uh, and uh, I'm going through, flipping through. I'm like, sure enough, I found two of them. Um, I mean, oh, I need your help. I did rope you back. Yeah, I yeah, I, I was not, there with I'm you because we were digging through this bin looking for uh, Doug's uh, Venom figures, Venom Nash characters. and Boris, I think is who we found. Yeah. And that was all they had. One had a helmet, one didn't. And uh, helmet mask. Sorry, <laughs> real world gets to, world gets to me. But anyway, nonetheless, we so I I took it back. He's like I can't remember thirteen bucks. I don't know, but I gave it to him. He's like, oh, this is great. I'll pay you for it. I'm like, no, my gift to you for, for coming out, 
and, and being so personable and, and real to us, uh, mainly as fans, not anything else. Just fans, really. He's like, this is awesome. So I, I know that he really appreciated them. And uh, the last kick that we kind of got to ourselves, so to speak, uh, again, we weren't looking for a spotlight by any means at the panel or other, otherwise. We had a guy, we were walking through the vendors, and one, one gentleman uh, stopped us and says, what do you think about the racing series? I'm like, huh? Which was really cool because we got to kind of chit-chat of what they were thinking and so forth. Of course, we don't know really what the real thought behind racing series was. And we'll get there, I'm sure, in our episode. Uh, stuff and there was another gentleman that stopped us about mask i think um and then someone of course stopped us about the stooges it was hilarious he actually threw out a line and i came right back at him uh, my memory's so bad the press press pull oh yeah, yeah we had the press badges so he says <laughs> press press like a pool you're a stooge fan and jason's exactly like yeah he's the one yeah you picked the right person to pull that joke on there buddy right <laughs> um so speaking of jokes no no just kidding I think we should actually segue into our uh, long list of Q and A. So let's uh, let's start it off. Oh, with... Most of it for Bill here. What did you enjoy more, Kit or the DeLorean? I, th- I think you know my answer. Uh, we had met Kit. Uh, what was it? Two years ago now, when you were down. Oh, that's right. We did. Was it last year with uh, AKA Junk? Yeah, this uh, yeah, guy was... up in Noon in Georgia. Uh, I had saw a story on the internet and he was on the Atlanta news channel two news uh, story about his garage and all the famous cars that he put together. And we, he came down for a visit and we went up there and we got to meet Kit. We got to sit inside. He didn't have the dash in yet. Uh, He had ordered. Right. But he did have the light and the correct nose out front. He had the the blacked out taillight and they had the right. Everything. Yeah. Everything outside was correct. Uh, He had just, just going to start on the interior. Even the the vents. Some people don't uh, omit or don't have the, the access to his panels mm-hmm. that are on the the front fenders, the vents. So he had that as well. So it was it was I yeah. would say complete minus the the dash. Yeah. So we got to sit inside kit. And we got to take a bunch of pictures. So I had not met the. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had to give the Michael Knight thumbs up. Yeah. It was always the thumbs up with Michael Knight. Right. Uh, so we had gotten to see Kit before, so I had not, you know, met the DeLorean, let alone got to sit in it or, you know, take pictures. I did get one picture, oh gosh, on our honeymoon on in the year 2000 when we went to Disney World Universal and Studios. Universal Studios when they had when they still had Back to the Future the ride. They had a time machine sitting out front, and I got just a picture from it from a distance because uh, they had it roped off and stuff. So. This was really the first time I got to interact with it, and it it looked pretty well screen accurate. Uh, you know, they had the the flux capacitor lights and all the you know time controls and the the little uh, digital readout for the speedometer on right. top, and the act the speedometer itself actually looked like you know the one from the movie. Right. Uh, on the dash, they had the couple the clock tower flyer the clock tower. and the letter the letter. From the was it fifty five on or yeah. when he's in from the old west right? yeah uh, and I got a you know couple close ups and I, I took probably twenty pictures of that he went car back, uh, I think twice I don't know <laughs> I lost count I lost him a couple times so my answer would definitely be the DeLorean uh, it's hard I'll be honest it's hard I, I'm a I'm a slightly bigger Night Rider fan because of Kit and so forth and seeing the notchback Kit was aw- awesome. 
it understandably, and I'm not knocking you by any means, but I understand that you didn't light it up because it's a power drain on the battery. I understand that. Uh, but I was a little disappointed because the lights weren't on. Yeah. The kit lights, nothing was going on. You did have a voice command if you if someone walked up or you pushed a button. Um, but it was the, it was still an awesome sight to see the yeah. the I'll call it the season three, season four dash. It's, most of you probably know what it is, but just to to make sure, it's the newer um, uh, newer LEDs, updated LEDs with um, the single screen on the right instead of the dual monitors that the older. Uh, Older dash had mm-hmm. the the grid white grid kind of light up. I, I don't know what, what you really call it. But it was it was a very good. And it had a nice cardboard cutout of the Hoff in the background. Yeah, and his jacket, that. his jacket, his belt buckle, the license okay. plate was all on the table. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was really cool. The setup uh, that they had for notchback kit. But uh, moving on, Doug, uh, Doug, Sorry, Bill, uh, Bill uh, says uh, you did a great job and. You got my name right. Yeah, we've been calling him Bill Ferries for a long time. And I still catch myself. I apologize, Bill. When uh, we're sitting in the van, I said, Bill Ferris. I mean, Ferris. Yes, yeah. but it, he corrected us finally after not saying anything. <laughs> and it's Ferris, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So I did get that right, and I, I've been trying to do better with that. But uh, oh, what else does Bill say? He found out found right. about eight tables with mask items. Was hoping for more, but still glad to see that. Yeah, we did. I, he found a lot more than we did because I found just that one bin of figures, and there was uh, one table that had some. Uh, it was the same table had vehicles. Uh, gates. There was another one too, I think. I found a switchblade. Yeah, we did find a switchblade elsewhere that was, that was kind of by itself. I found a raven in two different places. I found that raven too. So yeah, that was cool that. Uh, uh, he found a lot more, and I, I think he posted some pictures of what he found too. He, the first uh, mask sighting yeah. <laughs> as he was walking through, so that was pretty cool. This uh, game has some terrible controls. I don't. It's been so long, to be honest. Uh, the only <laughs> thing I really remember of it, to be honest, was the little snapshots, snapshots, sorry, of uh, from the, the, the show um, where they're boxing and Larry's chasing after that radio. The one I remember is the soup with the cracker and you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Try, <laughs> trying to get it with the that spoon. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, and I remember before seeing the episode, there was that, hey, it looks like, hey, what's wrong with this game? He's wearing short pants or something like that. Never understood it until I saw the, the actual ep- yeah. episode. It was hilarious still. I'm not sure what Bill is referring to. Online push, I would imagine, for the racing series. Push. Oh, sorry, storyline push. I imagine I would imagine for racing series. Uh, that might have been why uh, there wasn't much of a push for it, or there was a push for that cartoon series. Yeah, well, but then you know we split seconds like we chatted about before. Why didn't they do anything with that? You know, right. but they had the toys. It's just I don't know. We'll move past that. Uh, Thought you were going uh, to drive away with it, Jason. The DeLorean. The DeLorean. <laughs> I, I wonder. I wonder if he's going to make some secret offers to the guy. Try to trade up all his booty here to, to get it. Yeah. Asks, I wonder, do you think that Holmes, Saban, and Andy Hayward ever joined forces again? Well, Saban, it was Levy and Saban, I think, was the... Um, 
the two guys that teamed up for the theme song. I'm not sure if that's what he's referring to with those two, but uh, it says your mic isn't working. My mic is not working. It's weak. Now. Crank it up. So I apologize for the uh, weak microphone. Uh, well, we'll we'll deal with whatever it is, I guess. Yeah, we'll keep uh, keep moving forward here with the questions. Uh, hey, Jason Wyatt. And if so, will it may? I think they started it down here. Oh, say, hey, Jason and Wyatt. Here's what. The lineup to the all the fun tent world of Hannibal Berry's first season looks like. Oh, and then uh, I think it was down here. The season one lineup was Challenge of the Gobots, the Jetsons, the Pawpaws, Yogi's Treasure Hunt, and Galtair and the Golden Lance. I think I was referring to. I think he asked us a question about that before. The fantastic world of Hannah and Barbera, and uh, the only one I really remember watching out of that was GoBots. Yeah, uh, I trying to put he's asking several questions in a string here. Uh, Do you think I, that one day maybe Saban Brands and Hasbro Studios can do a new mask cartoon when the time is right? right? And if so, which geek or Saban cartoon that? Which one would you want to bring, to bring back? back? And if so, will it be made in America or Canada? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's all it's still kind of speculation at this point if they're even going to do a cartoon or if it's going to be something different. I My money's on a cartoon. Um, I don't think they're going to be... I, I think it's just mainly going to be Hasbro Studios right. uh, who has their own studio with like My Little Pony now and... Uh, I think they're they put out that GI Joe. What was it? GI Joe Resolute. Anyway, um, it'll probably be them. I, I doubt they'll uh, they'll probably have to get either come up with a new theme or get permission from Levy and Saban to uh, to use the old theme for Mask. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I'd like to for them to either keep the old theme or do some kind of remix or something with it, uh, right. trying to keep that same element and not go in a totally new direction. But, you know, they might go a totally new direction with the toys too, you know. That is true. So I'm sure there'll be some flying cars and stuff, but, uh, you know, who knows at this point. I, uh, you know, I think we've kind of mentioned before, we want to keep kind of the same elements. We'd love to keep the same characters, the same type of vehicles. Uh, for them and the mask capabilities and stuff. I think it would be cool personally to include some new stuff, new agents, new vehicles to kind of mix in, you know. Uh, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think as far as uh, the card? What would, what would you ideally like in, in a new cartoon? Do you want a full mix? Do you want it to go totally kind of true if, to the cartoon? If, if they do a cartoon... Original? As much as I would like to go retro and go back to the 80s and modernize it, the more I talk with Doug, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not using him as kind of a sway bar or sway to, to that, but I kind of think he has it right. It might be kind of cool to see Scott take over the role of Matt Tracker 
and have his his buddies, however they are formulated, and they have a new set of vehicles. Uh, many might still be similar or have a similar effect, like a, a, some kind of uh, sub or some kind of boat or some kind of uh, jet car, uh, something like Switchblade. I, I would like to see something like that that they bring back. Um, modernize it, make it, but cater to, I, I would love to see it cater to us, obviously, but maybe it's time to, to make that handshake and cater to the next generation, maybe having backstories that connect something like a retro scene from, from the eighties do a, Oh, it'd be fun to do like an episode like, that like was Rotex, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, form <laughs> blazing sword. My wife's trying to buzz me. Um, so <laughs> I muted you, but I know. Um, uh, yeah, I, a good the, example like Rotex. Yeah, I remember incorporating them into a new episode. Incorporate them. One hop the bar board rhino still in, still in uh, Boulder Hill. <laughs> Rhino's now in the junkyard, so to speak, but that Rotex got out and it's you know running around like a. <laughs> well, they they kind of did that with uh, with Thundercats when they brought that back because they brought back the the Burbles for an episode, and so they they played off kind of the episodes from the original Thundercats and incorporated them into the new episodes. So right. I, that would be fun to do a to do another Death Stone or. A, uh, just not anything about pandas. Let's just leave the pandas out of it. Yes, let's leave the power <laughs> out of it. Um, but yeah, it would be. Um, I think that's where we yeah. have to go. To be honest, uh, as much as us and all our 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 mask fans, uh, yes, bring back shark. That would be great, uh, <laughs> Bill. But uh, you know, as much as like I said, as much as we would love to see the old 80s IROG-Z Thunderhawk. It's time to pass the cape, pass the, the, the thunder, so to speak, and on to a new Camaro or... We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe they'll just I, use the same stuff and 3D it. I don't I know. would like them to, to do, if they can't get the licensing, you know, for the vehicles, which they kind of did with Transformers Prime, and which I would assume they would do in a new mass cartoon, is make the cars look similar but generic enough uh kind of like what they did with kit in the new comic book yeah it's it's got a almost a modern look but it's still got the the retro nose and it and feel very, to it yes, so yes. i can see them doing that with thunderhawk and it being a red sports car uh with the gull wing doors not maybe necessarily that same camaro front but they could do something yeah, and make it more of a generic right, car right. and still keep the true concept of Thunderhawk. So maybe they'll do something like that. That'd be great. Um, speaking of vehicles, Vaughn asked us, Jason, who is your favorite mask vehicle? Uh, I think I mentioned at one point, uh, it's probably Hurricane, just because that was the very first toy you had. that I had and I still have. Um, I always liked that 57 Chevy with the flames Yeah, and the transforming was cool. It became, it had that third, you know, wheel on each side that popped down in the middle, had the shooting, uh, 
spare tire. That was awesome. Uh, and the headlights that came out. It was just a fun toy to play with. So probably Hurricane's my favorite. And what have you said your favorite was in the past? I'm trying to remember. Do you have a favorite? Well, the only one I ever had until you added to my collection was the uh, the Condor. Um, I really enjoyed it because I love helicopters. I've really had a fascination with it. But it's it's I'll be honest, it's kind of a toss up. Uh, I when I was younger, I really wanted the the Thunderhawk because I was like I always maybe many people could could uh, side with me or see it that you know you want to be the leader. Right, so right. I, I see that lead car, just like everybody, everybody wants to be Matt Tracker when you're on the playground. Right. Yeah. Everybody wants to be Optimus Prime when you're Transformers. Right, so. right. <laughs> so, uh, I kind of wanted that, but I, again, the helicopter fanatic in me, I actually also wanted a switchblade, just because it was so cool. You know, you got jet, helicopter. It just it was a cool thing. So I, I'd be t- I'd be torn between the two, to be honest. Uh, it's a good thing you have them both sitting I do up there have them on the shelf. There. I don't know if you can see it now. <laughs> well, you can see Rhino up there. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, it's. It, it, I like both, I guess. Now, here's a here's a take for a new mass cartoon that Bill just chimed in. He wants the new a new mass cartoon to be Batman Beyond, like Bruce Wayne is too old, and he and the new Batman, uh, Matt is overseas. Scott and the new team. Patent pending. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, patent pending nice. for uh, Scott and the new team. So he's kind of in the same way of the the quote-unquote pass the torch kind of a thing. You get Matt for a couple episodes to show him maybe some uh, some compartments. Trade, yeah, yeah, and some uh, rooms and compartments inside Boulder Hill that Scott never found, you know, when he was a kid. And uh, yeah. oh, here is uh, here's some other technology that uh, we were working on. Yeah, that you had no idea, and I was this able to lock the room. Does so much. <laughs> you never had the combination of that room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would yeah. be cool. That might be actually kind of fun. Well, I let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. I don't want to go too long. Uh, we do appreciate the questions, and oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're always up for taking questions, and you know, come back on Mask Day when we do uh, a live chat and. You can just ask as many questions, and we'll talk about whatever you want to talk about for, you know, however long. <laughs> right. We'll we'll do our best to be prepared to. <laughs> yeah, that's this is true. This is true. So, but uh, yeah, this was a very cool experience. I, I'm we're still uh, reveling in it. Yeah, we are. We're really reveling in it, and uh, uh, was just thinking about it last night before I fell asleep. You know, I was like, oh man, that was just so cool. Yeah, I got to meet so many people for the first time too, and I I don't know if it was just the location and uh, beyond the of where yeah beyond was, yeah. Bill and Doug and the and you know the the act the voice actors that were there, but uh, several other people that I've been internet friends with, you know, and you, you get to meet these people in real life, and uh, it's that's always a fun experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was really cool, and then just the you know the the being on the panel and. Uh, scoring some awesome goodies to uh, show off to my boys when I get back tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna be like new toys. You're like, stay, <laughs> stay away. Off. You're not taking those micro machines out of the box. I'm no. sorry. I had to fight to get. <laughs> I had to look through every nook and cranny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was. It was just a, just a really cool experience. Uh, thanks again to Bill, and. Uh, Eric for sending what he did. Uh, maybe next year we'll get Eric and we'll get the the mask triumvirate of uh, websites together yeah. 
live uh that'd be fun to do that and do a we'll get the uh the laptop hooked up and we'll do a podcast or something after the show i mean that would be fun to do something like that so hopefully this is just the the first stepping stone into our convention world it might be and yeah and you know another step we hope into masks come back uh hopefully uh somebody from hasbro will uh we'll see some of these videos that we're hopefully going to post and uh screenshots and stuff and uh just to see that they're still following and people still care and uh and as much as we would like to tell that we're the uh, kind of the only podcast that went there we're not we caught a couple guys doing a podcast right up in the foyer yeah with all the voice actors so if you you, if you scour the internet or if you're fans of those uh as much as i would like to tell just our own horn (laughs) go to them because that's what's keeping this alive yeah whether it's mask or the nostalgia of 80s that it is Go to them, listen, and you know we didn't get a chance to interview them. We we kind of felt like this is their thing. We don't want to take away uh, from them as, right. as much as we could. You know, we took away from Doug a lot just by yeah. covering over him. But you know, just that whole let let let's let them be, let them do their thing, and 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 go. Yeah. So, but I do encourage you to go over to them. I, I forgive me, I don't know who who was recording at the time. Uh, but still, yeah. The, I the internet. I just uh, I went on YouTube this morning and uh, searched for RetroCon. I found a walkthrough of the whole entire place, uh, set to some awesome '80s tunes. Uh, I, I can't remember the the channel, but yeah, just go and, and search for RetroCon. I'm sure if you jump over to their Facebook page, uh, they'll be posting more pictures. And uh, I, if memory serves me right, they've done maybe little wrap up videos in the past. Um, just basically overviewing some of the events and stuff at the con. So uh, th- that'll be cool. Uh, just, you know, go and search that out. You'll find some cool stuff about the show and what happened there and uh, uh, maybe see us in passing as we're looking for toys. Look for the shirt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was fun, partner. Had it a was, good time. It was a blast. Like I've said, a mess cat. But it was, it was I mean... Glass doesn't even pale in comparison to how we how elated we are yeah. from this. So, yeah, this is awesome. Um, we'll keep recording if we do this up. So we're gonna cut it off right now. But uh, again, uh, thank you for for allowing us again the the guys at RetroCon. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of it, to yep. walk through and uh, be a part of that panel. Doug, thank you for for spending the time as you did with us and so forth as well as the, all the other voice actors and, and the venue, the, everybody. It was awesome time. Uh, I, I plan to come back. Uh, <laughs> I do too. So, but yeah, it was awesome time, and, and we'll leave it at that. Thank you for sticking with us, Mask fans, Agents of Mask fans. We'll catch you next time. Stay tuned. Like I said, we're going to do a 30th anniversary podcast. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. And we owe you a new uh, episode review too. It's it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. Maybe we'll do it for tomorrow. Uh, but uh, thank you for uh, watching and listening to Masscast Chat.